0: All right, let's put up some scriptures this morning. And by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. So there's a memory uh, that's happening here of the past and where they're at in the present. Things have changed. We hung our harps upon the willow tree in the midst of it. For those, for there those who carried us away captive ask of us a song. Well, there it is. And those who plundered us, thank you, requested myrrh, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land oh my your song is not just for your home you have turned for me my mourning into dancing you have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with Gladness. How many like that attitude? Yeah. Yeah. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. Now notice there that it's the nations that are saying it. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. If you qualify for any of those, There's an anointing that's available. Thank you, Father, for the reading of the word. Ask your Holy Spirit to help us today. What is captivity? It's demands that exceed an individual's resources for responding to those demands in a generic sense. It can include imprisonment, confinement, restrictions. It's being under the power of another force and that which limits your freedom. It's when you live under a particular negative circumstance a long time. And as a result, unseen boundaries grow and keep you from being whole and fulfilled. It can be an external or internal condition that causes uncommon restraint, changing how one views life, causing trust issues, damaging One's self worth or image, and making it harder to reach your goals. It can be in your mind, your flesh, your feelings, the natural and the spiritual areas of life. I have come to set the captive free. The psalm that we are reading about today has its roots in its element of words in a 70-year period when the Jews were in captivity in Babylon. They were in forced detention. In this, they faced cultural pressure. When you think about the Hebrew children in Daniel, when you read the book of Daniel, you begin to get a picture. Daniel and the Hebrew children were under pressure to discard their diet To accept the diet of the Babylonians. Imagine being carried away captive, to experience the destruction of your temple, which was the centerpiece of their faith. with the destruction of the temple in their mind's eye. They were living without the constant presence of the Lord because the ark was gone. Jerusalem was destroyed, which was the city of God. Their life, their worship, their faith we discover is all of a sudden under siege. And there are questions that are now arising in their hearts. Some had reached a point where their belief was shattered because Jehovah had failed. So much so, that they forgot the miraculous works of the yesterday and they began to turn toward idolatry. Their faith has taken a hit, it's in captivity. The broken promises, and how that Babylon was more powerful than Judah. What would be missing from their expectations was that at every six years, God would give them a bountiful crop so that in the seventh year, they could rest. Seventh-year debts could be released. Prisoners set free and get a fresh start, a new start. And all, now it's no longer on the horizon. Many whined. They said that our lot is unfounded. Others felt that they had committed such a moral sin that it couldn't be forgiven. The one we're talking about, when the Lord turns the captivity... You don't have to be in a foreign land to be in captivity. The dynasty of David had come to an end, and confusion just ran rampant in their minds. How can God go against his promises? And as a result, their song disappears. There's a crisis in the land. Not only that they've been displaced, but there is a spiritual crisis. They lost their song. Oh, yes. We hung our harps up. We can't sing. We got to have the right place and the right environment. We've taken too much of a hit. We're in doubt now. Despair and hopelessness had come with the fall of Jerusalem. If you want a picture of their conditions, you don't have to let me read just for a moment because Lamentations gives us a little insight of how they're feeling. How lonely sits the city that was full of people. How like a widow is she who was great among the nations, the princess among the provinces has become a slave. She weeps bitterly in the night. Her tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. In other words, all of those other nations that they had hoped would rescue them did not do it, had not come through. They had become their enemies. Judah has gone into captivity under affliction and hard servitude. She dwells among the nations. She finds no rest. Her persecutors overtake her in dire straits. The road to Zion mourn because no one comes to to the set feast. Her gates are desolate. Her priests sigh. Her virgins are afflicted and in... And she has embittered us. Her adversaries have become the master. Her enemies prosper. For the Lord has afflicted her because of the multitude of her transgressions. Her children have gone into captivity before the Lord. And that's just a little picture of the dire situation and how they are feeling as Lamentations fills in some of the blanks. But the title of my message is, Not only a turning point, but it's God's turn. It's God's turn. Yes, we have ups and downs. No one wishes to walk through those difficult times of life. We don't love to wade through the deep rivers of hurt even as we're trying to find our way out of the darkness and confusion of doubt. Darkness and confusion of doubt. Yes, every day has high spots, every year has peaks and valleys. Sometimes we're on the mountain, other times we're in the valley. We're high on life and then we're down on life. Anybody relate? See, as a Christian, you're not immune to the alternating patterns. You aren't and neither were, neither were the heroes of Scripture. The one we looked at last week was Elijah. One day he's calling down fire from heaven at Mount Carmel. And shortly after, he's hiding under a juniper tree, wishing he was dead. Psalms chapter 30, if you want to read it, David reflects upon life. He describes how God had taken him from hurting to healing, from weeping to joy, from poverty to prosperity from morning to dancing, and from silence to singing. It's God's turn. little encouragement in the process of this message this morning. On the other side of the valley, there is a fresh perspective. Yea, though I walk through the valley of testing of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? I have divine protection. For you are with me. His presence and his faithfulness is guaranteed. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What protection? You prepare a table before me. There is hope of his provision. You anoint my head with oil. That has to do with prestige. You know, it was to be an honored guest. And my cup runs over. Blessing. Oh, listen. Don't wait to come out of your valley. There is riches in the valley. Amen. God has a way of leveling things out. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. Your story and my story may have some tears in it. But the end of the matter is always better than the beginning. Yes, it is possible that in through life and in life, we can get so caught up in our own plans that we lose sight of his plans. In Psalms, I believe it is, chapter 30. If you read the first 11 verses, you will see a dire situation. But if you will move to verse 12, you will see the end of the uh, dire situation and see that it's God's turn. (laughs) It's God's turn. Turn, to turn the valley, to turn the past into purpose. Because it's the end of the story that speaks the loudest. It's not just the journey, no, it's God's turn. Friends, this morning, your destiny is not in the hands of your circumstances. It is not in the hands of your oppressor, whatever that might be. You and I have a Boaz that has redeemed us. We may have went out like Naomi. and found that we lost everything. But when we get back home, there is a Boaz that's waiting. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Let me encourage you today to not become strangled by your worries. Your brain is lying to you Yes, it's telling you one story, and God is telling you another story. <clears throat> you need to diffuse it. You need to catch your brain in that lie and don't follow it to the future. Amen? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Don't become strangled by your worries. Be anxious for nothing. That's going to take God's help. But Proverbs 12 and 35 says anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Oh, hallelujah. Don't let those disadvantages become your total focus because they will obscure your vision. Last week I said, don't walk by sight. Don't walk by sight. Walk by faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Listen, we have an advantage. Jesus said as he was preparing to leave, and there was a distraughtness in the disciples, he said, Listen, it's to your advantage. The Holy Spirit is an advantage. The Holy Spirit is an advantage. If I go, he's going to come and then he begins to, you know, paint the picture of all that he's going to be and do for us. Today, the culture says, get in touch with your feelings. I say, get in touch with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. I mean, this thing is for real. It is for real. Absolutely. Bless his holy name. Divine turnarounds. It's God's turn. It's God's turn. When God turned, the captivity. Boy, what a change. Sadness is no longer there. Laughter is taking its place. The song that was missing all of a sudden reappears. What looked like, you know, a poor testimony becomes a you know world traveling testimony. Yes. They said among the nations, all of a sudden there's an amazing word about how God had his turn. What is a divine turnaround? It's a divine encounter where God reverses the circumstances, turns the negative into positive, and shifts one's thoughts in life toward a new direction. It's when God steps in between you and your situation. Absolutely. Jubilee was one of those things that happened on every 50th year. It's when oncoming blessings break through. When God himself orchestrates and he ordains it for your life. It's when he positions you To transcend all barriers. How are we going to get home? God moved, in this case, on the heart of Cyrus. God still moves hearts. He's not a believer. No. God doesn't need believers to do his turnarounds. (laughs) Because what he's doing the turnaround for is the believer. It's God's turn. God brought back. Amazing. God is a God of timing. It's a divine timing in his turnaround. Psalms 1 2 said, For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, you know, born of a woman and made under the law. Declared clear back here, but when the time came, became reality. The good news this morning is that no long, no matter how long you have wept, you will cease to weep. Stay in the game. You need to think like a mouse. They don't stop when they hit a wall. They just keep peeking around until they get to the prize. They sniff it out. Hallelujah. Yes. When they hit a wall, they don't just flip on their side, cry out and look up and say, why? No. They stay in motion. Remember Sarah wept for 25 years. Joseph waited a long time in coming, his dream coming true. David was denied the throne. But one thing that happened to every one of them, and that is their sorrow turned to joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Their struggle became a breakthrough. Their night blossomed into a day all because of divine involvement. When the Lord turned, there's always hope when Jesus is writing your story. Right. Yes, there are human predicaments, but when He overturns human predicaments, You see, it will remain as it is until God steps in. Zion was still in captivity until God stepped in. Hannah was still barren until God stepped in. Lazarus was still locked up in death until God stepped in. The question this morning, where have you laid your Lazarus? Where have you laid your dream? That part of you that died when you felt abandoned, forgotten, betrayed, and you became entombed and hemmed in and shut in and closed off, When the Lord turned to come, the ruler of the universe. The psalmist said that when he, when he enters, the mountains must skip like rams, the sea must flee. Joseph's must become prime minister and Hannah's must have their children. Yes. When the Lord brought back the captivity. It says that when he does it, it'll be more than you can imagine. It's like a dream. Pinch yourself. Is this really real? (laughs) Do you think that the children of Israel ever thought about and dreamed about? the Red Sea opening up and them walking across on dry ground? No. But when God shows up, Mary and Martha had no idea or dream that Lazarus was going to be raised from the dead. They knew about the future resurrection, but not in the framework of this time frame. It's like a dream. What a dream that came true. It says that when he does it, you won't be able to hide your joy. How many could use a little more joy? Yes, you know there's joy in circumstances. In good circumstances. Absolutely. Jesus said, ask that you might receive, that your joy might be full. Some of us have this, have, well, all of us go through it. We have this joy at a level. But there's a joy that comes when God does the turnaround for you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, what I as we you know this, this morning it's really not in your hands, it's in God's. It's in God's hands. He has this designed deliverance coming your way. And while that sorrow You have been experiencing. It's in that that God is cultivating your deliverance. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Life's richest blessing and greatest joys, they don't come on the pinnacle of some mountain. It's when they are buried and forgotten in the dungeon and he turns it around. Joseph is one of the greatest stories. It is a personal story. Many can relate to it. One night, you're in a dungeon. The next morning, you're in a palace. Yes, too good to be true. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said, because he has anointed me to tell you this. Not only bring you the message... But we'll bring in an anointing that will set the captive free. That will release the that'll loose, you know, the chains of the prison. Job. You know the story how he got double for his trouble, but the secret to turn around is to see God again, see God again. You know the story of Job and how it's going. Job is questioning God. There's nothing wrong with questioning God but there is something wrong with questioning God with the wrong disposition. Yes. God works on Job's perspective before his turnaround comes. Before he gets his turnaround. So Job is telling all God this, and he is quite, you know to say the least, distraught. And so God's response, I'm going to change your perspective, Job, before I give you the turnaround. And so the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth Who determined its measurements? Who stretched out the line? Where are the foundations fastened? How about when the morning stars sang together at creation? Job, where were you? And he goes on. And begins to just improve Job's perspective. Hallelujah. Amen. And that improvement of Job's perspective, and Job comes, I heard about you. So God doesn't come with rebukes. He comes with the objective of changing our, our perspective so we can get our disposition right. And then God turned the fortunes of Job. Double for his... Trouble. Now you haven't lost your house. You haven't lost your kids. (laughs) You haven't lost your cattle. You know what I mean? So you don't need those restored. But there may be something that life has taken away. Nothing will change except for but God. Hallelujah. But God, as the musicians come this morning and as we get prepared and ready for this conference, the best is yet to come. God's turnaround power came in the form of His Son, Jesus Christ. There's no death, there's no curse, there's no enemy that can hold back God's turnaround power. That cross and the resurrection becomes the turning point for all humanity to each one that will Believe. And I believe that turnaround starts, as we mentioned in perspective, in our disposition it starts in our hearts and it moves out into our lives. Oh, yes, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. No, this wasn't just a, you know, Minor, insignificant prayer and crying. Did you know that Jesus Christ himself cried strongly? And he was heard. Now, I'm not saying that you have to get loud in your prayers, but you've got to get sincere and real. Job said in the beginning of his trial, though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. Praise can empower your divine turnaround. Isaiah 54 and 1 says, Sing, O barren, sing. Break forth into singing. Cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. In other words, there's barrenness. So if you start singing, if you start doing a song, the deserts will blossom. The first place they blossom is the deserts of our souls. The womb, it'll turn the tomb to a womb. Yes. We discover that praise turns barrenness into fruitfulness. Setbacks into setups and the delays into determination. Don't try and do it yourself. Say, Holy Spirit, put a song in me again. David cried and said, Restore to me the joy of my salvation. It doesn't have to be a sin issue to have stolen your joy. It can be a life situation that can steal your joy. Restore me. Lord, I don't want to just go through the motions, I want my emotions inspired. Yes. Praise. Turn that no into next opportunity. Next opportunity. Don't Take your situation and your plight personal. It's so important. Don't take it personal. The enemy is great. You know. Lay in condemnation. Lay in heaviness upon you. Bringing out all the ifs, ands and buts. You don't need to turn stone into bread. You have the bread of life. Amen. You get that? He'll try to get you to go one way. And God says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up of wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. because it's God's turn. (laughs) Stand with me this morning. It's God's turn, yes it is. God's turn. You may encounter defeats, but you must not become defeated. There may be things right now that are in the grave and they even may be wrapped up and tied so tight and there's no future life that's possibly naturally possible for it to come hither out of it but forth Jesus got loud (laughs) the guy's dead (laughs) his hearings went out sometimes our hearing goes out And he's got to get loud. Give the Lord of praise, amen. Oh, hallelujah! No one is exempt from the promises of God. Jesus Christ is God the Father's yes. Every promise in Him is yes and amen. give us this day our daily bread hallelujah said I'll do it I'll do it what do we got blessed be the name of the Lord now you're gonna probably not believe it this morning because you're got to wake up from a dream And you know this morning that praise and living in praise is the most enjoyable way to live anyway. So you just get a better day and praise. And don't make praise the caboose. Make it the engine that makes things happen that holds the load I will yet praise him amen Amen? hallelujah yes (laughs) glory to God glory to God glory to God glory to God it's God's turn it's God's turn go with God come out Thursday night Friday night Saturday and Sunday and God bless you